0: Hello, everybody. This is Hyperborean Radio Uncensored. I'm Celtic God, and with me today is the Lorekeeper. Today, um, I guess, let's start
1: with talking about some of the changes that we've been making and why. Well, one of the things that you and I have been talking about is that we want to convey, for lack of a better term, real-world lore. We basically want to be the—well, we don't want to be the—we want to be a— group that is basically trying to put the lore out there but academics is not the way to go about it's it not sucks. our own personality it's nobody not, cares nobody cares it's like oh oh you're talking because like the, I can, the only I, reason for the academics is to sound super smartical. well i can get people really excited <laughs> if i talk about the personal day-to-day the feeling of it the emotional connection we're going yes. to skip feeling oh yeah because the feeling you end up with a bunch of Weird, weird things. weirdness going on. And, 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 and not it's the not good a, kind.
0: It's not the feels or but I feel no, it's the actual emotional connection. Uh, one of the ways that we described it with our friend uh the capitaine is who is the dogda? Dog? If you take away his magic stew pot and his magic hammer, is he still the dogda? Dog? Well of course he's still the dogda. Dog. So who is the dogda? Dog? Well who is Thor,
1: who is the Morgan. Well, and that's one thing that people always seem to just get so wrong is they turn the gods into Freya is love. She's the emotion. She is the ovum. No one cares about her personality. It's like, why do we have all these stories showing how, who Freya is? If you're just going to sum her up as queen bitch of fertility, you know, menstrual cycle mountain to bring in one
0: of um, one of your favorite deities, Hala. I almost said the Hala because the Kel almost slipped out. But Hala, who, who is she? She is somebody that helps people out. She tests people and she doesn't test them in the Abrahamic sense. She tests them by simply watching them because life will throw enough tests at you. How is it that you respond to it? If you see a starving, wet kitten in the rain, do you kick the kitten? Do you walk past the kitten? Do you pick the kitten up, dry it off, take it home, feed it? And then when it's nice, I'll send the thing out the door because cats are useless animals. Is that who you are? If you're the one that will help somebody or something that is defenseless, then she is more likely to help you. And how does she help? She doesn't help you by just dropping off a bag of gold at your door and walking away going, "Ooh, I'm such a good goddess. No, she gives you a thing. That will so basically knowledge that will let you help yourself. So I think there's one involves is it hops or it's a, per, a permanent ball of yarn basically. Well, that's the uh, the other one I was going to do, but there was some guy he gave she gave or maybe flax. that's her stuff. flax, flax. That's the one. She didn't set his life right. She gave him the tools to do it himself. Well, and... she's also the crazy chick that throws pancakes at people. Yes. She's like, I'm making pancakes. I am going to feed people. Oh, you're not coming over here for my pancake. You're going to take a pancake anyways. And she throws the pancakes at them. And that's who she is. You remove her magical superpowers and the magical things. She is
1: still Hala. Well, and it's one of the things that actually irritates me so much when trying to uh, convey lore is I get bogged down where everyone else is thinking of the what I'm thinking of the who. Well, and that it's not that academia
0: or okay. It's not that the stories don't matter because they do because the stories reveal who, who is this God? But when you focus on just the, and I got to teach myself to talk to you more so than the audience. But when you, when you focus, it seems when people focus on the, um, the story itself, and then they try to make sense of the story through the, their various lenses that they That the world has put on them. They end up going in some weird freaking direction. And oh, Hala is Perchda. And ignore the fact that these two characters, these two gods, are in the same story. Why? Because it doesn't make sense in their academic mind. However, if you understand who Hala is and who Perchda is, it makes sense that these two can interact with
1: each other. They might be very similar. Well, I mean... This is actually a really big problem, and you... The German goddesses, of which there's actually an important holiday that involves German goddesses, tomorrow. It's called Groundhog Day.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I set you up for a nice little segue. Yes. But the, uh, the German goddesses, pretty much if you're female and you're German, you're automatically frig. That's how everyone treats all the goddesses of Germany. Which doesn't make any sense to me because there's thousands of stories of Hala that define her personality fairly well. Nothing indicating she's Frig whatsoever. And then you have the other goddesses, well, that's which even through inner... that academic lens, they have
0: to do that because they're starting from the conception. All these gods are the same literal
1: one god. Well, like you and I have talked about this, the end result of this conflation, if you follow it. If you follow it to its logical conclusion, is we have no gods. We were just foolish idiots shitting in the woods. Yeah. That is the end result. Oh, you think you have Brigid? Oh, you think you have Vesta? Oh, you think you have Hesti? Aren't you cute little boy? No, 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 you silly boy. You don't have any of those gods. You have Brahman or Yahweh. You just don't understand. It's what ends up happening because people are more concerned with trying to sound like academic smarticles, and it's rampant. It is rampant. Mm-hmm. People that will completely and utterly make shit up. Like one of the giveaways when I first got into the Pagan sphere, that the pie thing was complete, utter nonsense. Mm-hmm. Was everyone would contradict each other they would throw out a bunch of this stuff like they know what they're talking about and then contradict the guy that they were agreeing with right it's it's mostly because people wasn't
0: paying attention and they say it with such confidence that new people into the sphere don't dare disagree or question it well like myself i'll be i'll be honest
1: well, I, one I, thing that we've been pushing question oh yeah well like for me we did a whole thing last year on groundhog day uh you, it's pretty much our first video you can go check it out but i don't celebrate imbolc i'm american i'm germanic I, i'm I, well i'm culturally Celtic- but um i don't celebrate imbolc because it's effectively a discontinued holiday in america the only people that celebrate it are wiccans there are however descendant holidays of a similar nature and that's the most notable one is groundhog day mm mm-hmm. Everyone in America has probably heard of Groundhog Day. And there's many different variations. Like uh, when you were up north, you actually had, uh, there was a bear holiday. Yeah, there's uh, there's actually a few of them. There's a bear
0: and a fox that was used, a groundhog that was used. But basically,
1: yeah, animals that semi-hibernate. Yeah, and then they wake up and they kind of look around like, hey, is everything, no? Okay, I'm going back to bed. It, that's that's what it is. It's not. It has nothing to do with the shadow. What it is, is it's descended of a fairly old G- Germano-Celtic, for lack of a better term, bear holiday. Specifically, will the bear wake up or will it go back to bed? And then that gauges, is it going to be a long winter or a short well, I'm winter? I'm not sure that there's some people that live in rural areas. They've probably
0: even seen this where they ignore basically Groundhog's Day. They ignore Imbolc. But when this specific bird shows up again, then they celebrate
1: spring. And that brings me to number two, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Because Valentine's Day is descended of the same customs but got associated with something else. It got associated with, basically, the holidays aren't on fixed dates. This is part of the problem that happens every year. Is the... Well, here's, here's the thing. One, it's a floating holiday because almost
0: everything is lunar. But then you also have to take into, what is it, the latitudes that go up and down? The equator? Yeah. Is, okay. So, <clears throat> different latitudes, the holidays will be at completely different times. If you're further south, you're more likely to be celebrating in February or March. At way north,
1: April, May, maybe even June. Precisely. And it's um, it's a whole thing. It's Valentine's Day is descended of the same customs... From a slightly different area. And it got associated with romance. Supposedly, this is the reason. Because of birds. Because Mm -hmm. around that time is also when birds start to mate. So you end up with romance. And eventually, it just the only thing remaining of the original bear cult in the holiday of Valentine's Day is the gift of teddy bears. Well, and we've
0: been getting more grim because... Well, here's the thing. All these, these academic arguments... When you compare them to the emotional content of paganism, which we're all drawn to that grim dark. We are. It's just the way that it is. We are drawn to that grim dark, but then the academics don't hold up as much because they don't understand that, yes,
1: we're drawn to the grim dark, but that allows us to appreciate, uh, to appreciate the light even more. Well, it, what ha- seems to happen is you have one of two things. You have the people that are like the academics that think paganism was evil devil like worship. Like some of those people that I argued with, it, we talked to them
0: for, what, a year or so online. And then I'd corner them and they're like, well, I don't understand why you're getting so so upset. Paganism is dead. It's just an academic curiosity. No, it's not. No,
1: I was actually getting to the people that think paganism was devil worship. Oh, yeah, that, there's that one too. Because that goes past because Grimdark it, into Satanism right, that, and occultism. Which is just Abrahamism. Well, and you can even see where it gets... Because like... There's holy sites to Iastre, or Easter, whatever whatever goddess you want to associate. And there are people that actually go there, and while there were still people that were pagan, they would go there, and they would do goitcha, which is demon summoning, mm-hmm. because they associated it with devil worship. Mm-hmm. These pagan sites were not devil-worshipping sites, but they became used by devil worshipers because of the occult. Or rather, they're
0: they're worshiping this god, and then they start thinking it's the devil because everybody around them is telling
1: them. Well, it and is. then there is the fact that some and devil pe- devil worship is it's not the opposite. It's of- a, it's uh, it's a co- it's this other side of the same coin of Abrahamism. Yes, yeah, it, it is not different; it is the same religion, just the opposite side of it. Well, and this will piss off any Christians listening to us. But simply put, we like the devil more. Yeah because he, he he is uh they specifically made him look like a lot of our gods either he the, punishes bad people he punishes bad people not good people he actually interacts with people he is actually less prideful and less basically in the attempt to vilify our gods they made their conception of this figure more and more european pagan like to quote king diamond um basically he Oh, and no, I'm not quoting King Diamond because I can't remember the quote. But basically, King Diamond is an actual... To paraphrase. Yeah, to paraphrase. King Diamond is an actual Satanist. And he basically argued that he's the good guy. And there are actual um, heretical sects of Christianity right. that but have this existed. Ain't about
0: this ain't but about the a- devil a- or anything Anyways, like. No, it's about what we're doing. Ethnic faith, it's just that. And it's not even faith. Faith is not the right word. It's just ethnic. Period point blank no extra descriptors It is just ethnic it is well, uh, a way
1: of being well you're born with it you can choose to not do it but right. it's a little like choosing not to be hyperborean if you're born one of our people you're stuck with it you can tattoo yourself well, black i, I you guess can it'd get, be kind of like, your um,
0: into it'd be it'd be kind of like you can walk
1: you can walk, but you can choose. But to shoot you can your choose kneecaps. to not.
0: Well, you you can choose to not walk. Yeah, you don't you, even need to, to bust your kneecaps or remove your legs. You can literally just choose to not walk, to crawl everywhere.
1: Yes, to use a to use and, a
0: wheelchair, and or even if you don't need one. And that's actually probably a, a better descriptor is just simply choosing not to walk, because once you remove your legs, then you can't. But if you um, if you have the ability to walk. And then you choose not to walk well then what's what's the what's the purpose and it's the same way with the ethnic way of being you simply are but you can choose
1: to ignore that and go in another direction well i mean we've even used this example before the action versus the inaction Mm -hmm. for most hyperboreans growing a beard is actually an inaction it Mm -hmm. is a natural process well yeah it it falls back to
0: a thing i say all the time You know, what you're doing is pretty good, but you're, you're trying too hard. You're doing too much. Do less of that. So rituals, we all do rituals. We can't help it. It's, it's who we are. You get up in the morning, you make your cup of coffee, you sit down, you watch the news, whatever, whatever it is that you do. You do this every morning. That is a ritual. But then to sit down with your singing bowl and rub your penis on it until you make a high-pitched squeal. And eat your button mushrooms. Right, and eat your button mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. That, were... is,
1: that is trying too hard. Well, it's... Well, first of all, half the crap that these people end up using aren't from Europe. Like, I, as far as I know, singing bowls are from like Asia or something. Yeah, somewhere in Asia. Um, the salt crystals, especially because they're usually Himalayan salt crystals right. or something. yeah uh, I wonder where those are from. Uh, well, a lot of this stuff that people think of old, as old pagan is just new age crap. Mm-hmm. Which fine, do it, well, but then don't pretend that it's It's old. the wrong eth.
0: It's the wrong ethos. Well, yeah, that, it, literally, that's what it is because these things are in the ethnic expressions of these other groups. It's not hyperborean. That's why you have to force yourself to do that. That's why you have to convince yourself that this is the right way to do it. You, everyone I've talked to, they, they go through this process, everybody that does these things, they go through this process of convincing themselves. They still know it's not right. So then they, they go out of their way to convince me that it's the right thing to do. And they even point to the right ethnic groups, like with the Himalayan um, salt crystals—they point to the Himalayas with the singing bowls. But in India, they rub their singing bowls around on their penises. I think it's actually more of like a Mongol or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's it's some kind. It's of hit a lot of the Asian countries. I'm willing to give it to India because they're of weird. the Hindu. Uh, I forget what it's called. But they, they pushed out, they went to war with all kinds of people from India up into China, and f- forcing Hinduism on people. And then they rejected Hinduism, but they kept aspects of it, which
1: we call Buddhism, or uh, there's a couple other versions of it. Oh, my favorite Buddhism is, I think it's Pure Land Buddhism. Right. But, I, anyways, back no, no, to no, what no, it I is. just want to say this because it's funny. It's funny. It literally, you just have to say a phrase. I, it, I forget what it translates to, but it, it is. Basically they, they dumbed it down as far as they could go. It's the Buddhist equivalent of you just need to take Jesus into your heart and you're good to go. Right. It's the lowest requirement for membership. Well, it's like the Christians
0: sitting around singing God is great, God is great, God is great. God is great, God is great. That's the Here is great. That's the, is great. <laughs> that is the the lyrics to the entirety of the song and thinking that's going to get you where where it is that you want to go. Yeah. Anyways, oh. anyways, um back to the 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 change of some of the things that we've been doing like I like the way that you've been doing the bestiaries Which started off as spirit of the day and then screw it just bestiary Why because it's more fun, right? And I like the way that you've been doing that, but why 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 have you been doing it that way? Other than it's fun. I mean Well,
1: mostly because like I said, I want to do real-world lore I want to talk about the things that because here's the thing I'm sick of people treating paganism like it's an other. That's how most people end up treating it. They yeah. don't treat it like a part of their the academic life.
0: curiosity. Bunch.
1: People end up trying so hard to convince themselves. It's like Christian zealots. Um, they will, even if they don't believe it, even if they don't know the first thing about their religion, they will get so aggressive about it. And what it is, is it's a symptom of wanting to belong but not really believing it. Mm -hmm. So you get hyper aggressive and start attacking the people you disagree with. And what I'm hoping we can show with this new way of kind of presenting stuff is it's all around us. When I write these bestiary entries on the telegram, I am writing from actual folklore, from actual eyewitness accounts and writing from it from a basically someone trying to just explain something that is a natural function Mm -hmm. i mean we've seen it before like you well you're drawing the fantastical
0: and uh rather you're drawing from reality you're drawing from from lore from in some cases the physical world and you're presenting it in a uh, not fantastical it is fantastical but people are going to understand that word the wrong way but you're you're showing these things and it's real lore it's real history it's real stuff, and you're presenting it in a fun way
1: to to digest it, in my opinion. Well, it's not just supposed to be fun. It's supposed to basically be like, this is just how things are. Right. Well, like, for example, you and I have talked about it. The world right now is very magical. Like, the way that we view the other races of man is like how most people would view elves and dwarves. Yes. Except instead of, you know, magical spirits like they are in actual European lore... I'm not equating it. It's more, more akin to Lord of the Rings. Yes, but I'm also trying. I really hate it when people try to use our magical creatures to classify the other races. Yeah. Like the blacks are the orcs. The orc is a wildman deity from the Alps. Right. The, the blacks are the burnt men. That is their historical name. I think, the that's, even, I think that's even what Ethiopian translates
0: into. I to. think so. It's one of the tribes there. It translates to the burnt men. That is their fantastical name. The burnt men. Yes. And it's it's and there are a people that is the people of the sun and they're not hyperboreans. I forget which people they are. Uh, the Japanese, I think. It could be. These and it's something that we're looking into just cuz it's interesting and it's fun, but finding the the historical names, descriptors of these people. Yeah, it, dude is it is actually really cool and it makes the world more
1: makes it more. Well, and I think Part of what is making it so hard for people to actually understand this is most people are city people. And the city, first of all, if anyone's read urban fantasy, the city, as crappy as it is, as much as I don't like cities, as I, I don't like living in them, I don't like looking at them, I am not a fan of cities. There are interesting things in cities. It's typically a bit darker and more gritty and right. like. And, and I, I just. Fuck. That dude to ask if we worship
0: this world Is Discworld your religion? No, no, no. Arrgh! You are purposefully twisting this shit, you fucking dickhead. No, we use pop culture as examples to re- A good storyteller will tell
1: lies to re- reveal the truth. A politician tells the truth to tell lies. Yes. Well, and most, well, this is actually another thing that we've noticed, and it's hard to explain. So the story is not sacred. Hyperboreans don't technically have do sacred stories. so deep when we tripped across this. And there are no such thing as sacred storytellers. A storyteller, it's in and, in and of themselves is not a sacred thing. The act of telling the story is the sacred thing. Yes, It is not the story itself. Thank you, Peter. It is... Dinklage?
0: Well, yeah. Because this is something I've been trying to to describe for as long as you've known me. The importance of storytelling. It's the storytelling. It's the storytelling. The stories are important. It's the storytelling. And I watched a TED Talk or something where Peter Dinklage was talking. And we were actually kind of making fun of him. Yeah. Kind of making fun of him at the time. But then he talked about the sacred act of storytelling. And when I said that, you're the one that caught it, but then we talked about it for a little bit, and everything just kind of clicked together. It's like, yes, that is what the sacred is. It is the act of the storytelling, to, the emotional connection that is brought with the storytelling. If you cannot create that emotional connection,
1: it wasn't. It just wasn't. Well, and one of the other dead giveaways of this is you can get a reputation as a very good storyteller, but you just have to be bad once. Yes. And you will lose your entire credibility. Mm-hmm. Like, look at our our famous storytellers now, which are basically mostly there are there are writers that still fall into this category. There's very few oral storytellers. The closest on that category is actors and directors. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one bad film, one bad film, and they can have their entire career. Do the career wrong thing it. at the wrong time, and you are done. And this is kind of the other dead giveaway. That and that's
0: not on cancel culture because it's always been that way. For, for our people, it's
1: always been that way. Yes. It's, we just, oh, he's lost his mojo. It looks like we're going to go listen to Fred down the street instead. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the
0: thing. If you don't understand these characters, because you have to actually understand them. If you don't understand them, you cannot get an emotional, you can't tell the stories and get other people to have an emotional connection to it. You have to understand our own people. And there are, in my opinion, everything about us is wonderful. Even the dark and less wonderful things are wonderful because they add to who we, what we are. The things that are noble and and to achieve the
1: things that fight against that make those things even more impressive. Yeah. Well, it's something that we've act like, um, crap. My brain just frazzled. Oh, like the actors, I know people like to hate on Holly weird and whatever, but mm-hmm. like um, Johnny Depp going to the hospital as Jack Sparrow and people think, Oh, that's a marketing stunt. He has been fined by Disney for doing this without permission. Yes.
0: He's stealing the character and he doesn't go as Johnny Depp playing Jack Sparrow. He plays he as, goes Jack Sparrow. as
1: Jack Sparrow. Yes. He is. It's entertaining. And you can see the difference between how the the Hyperborean man cubs and the Chimera man cubs. Oh yeah, because the them. Chimera man cubs immediately reject it, and that is
0: the actor playing this character. The Hyperborean they embrace it they, fully. Yeah,
1: and you they know, but they don't care. Yeah, it's like they don't give a shit. It's like people that go to Santa Claus. The, like the kids know this is not Santa, but over time, people have actually gotten more and more serious about how we do Santa Claus because it's rare now to actually go to the mall and have a Santa Claus who doesn't have a real beard. Yeah. Because all the kids know to tug at it. Yeah. And there's too many chimeras. So what do you do? You get, you, you grow, start testing. You Yeah. You start growing your full beard out. And some of them are actual old men, but a lot of them are actually just younger men. They grow their beard out and then they bleach it.
0: That actually ties into our thing of, if you want to be a priest of Thor, do Thor things. If you want to be a priest of Tyr, do tear things uh, priest of
1: a do a things. thing well like here's the thing the the quote-unquote priests of santa claus they're the people that go dressed as santa claus even if it's a fake beard with the toys from the salvation army it's the people that tell the kids what would you like for christmas and this is one of my favorite things the santa clauses care about the kids so much the people that like embody santa claus and sometimes even sew their own costumes that if they hear that the parent with them is abusive, Santa Claus will get up and start open up a can oh, yeah. of whoop-ass. There, whoop there's ass.
0: several assault cases every year due to that. Well, and my point is, is, this is done with Santa Claus. You can see it with the actors playing their most famous roles. Uh, playing Thor, playing uh, Iron Man, playing Jack Sparrow, etc. Why can we not get our own children so excited about Thor? That when they see a large red-headed man, that's Thor. He doesn't even have to have his hammer. Because it, Thor is not the god of hammers. To, to quote Marvel, it's one of the few things that they got right. Thor is not the god of hammers. He's Thor not the god of lightning. Thor,
1: he's the god of thunder.
0: Right, he is the god of thunder. Not the god of lightning. Not the god of hammers. So, is Thor still Thor if he doesn't have his hammer? Of course. Just like to, to kids, Santa Claus does not need his sack of toys to be Santa Claus. He does not need his reindeer and a sled to be Santa Claus. So he does not need that fancy outfit to be Santa Claus. All he needs to be is a slightly jolly
1: white guy with a beard. Right. And maybe a red shirt. Maybe. But the red shirt is optional. Oh, yeah, like an elf, like where he sees Santa, Santa. Right. And it was literally, it wasn't even an extra. It was just an, a guy who happened to be an old chubby white guy with a white beard and wearing red at the time. And they kept him in the movie, and the poor guy probably didn't even get paid. I would
0: love for for our people to actually understand this, and this is why the emotional connection is so important. That's why I really like the way that you're doing the bestiary, where it's like a journal. And, yeah, it's like a journal or secret files. That the government had, and it's it's interactive the way that you're doing it, and it's it's fun, but it also shows all of this lore, and because
1: from multiple perspectives, yeah, is what from I'm multiple
0: to perspectives, and because of the way that it's, it's portrayed, you can actually elicit a, a um, an emotional response, which is what is the most important. But yes, we do still need the lore. So the people that think I'm shitting all over the lore, no, no, not at all, because how do you know who Santa Claus is without the stories of Santa Claus?
1: Well, and there are stories. There are the famous ones, which are usually movies, like the Santa Claus. That's right. one of people's favorite. Well, we're still writing the stories. Well, like the Santa Claus, Tim Allen has straight up had people be like, oh, you're Santa. I know you can't, you're not in Santa form right now, but it's not close enough to Christmas. <laughs> His own daughter, like he, he, he sat her down and told her, okay, you know, I'm not Santa Claus. I am an actor. I portray this. He shows his daughter the Santa Claus film. For, <laughs> without skipping a beat, she's like, I knew there was something special about you. That's the thing that makes him special. <laughs> he is Santa Claus. Well, and he is Santa Claus forever until, you know, the Disney Plus show decided that it's going to. The, the Disney Plus is apparently making a show that's going to re- basically have him get replaced or something. It just doesn't make any sense, but whatever. But. The other thing is, is that the way people treat the gods, Santa Claus, perfect example, Mm -hmm. because Santa Claus is a lot of people believe in Santa Claus, even adults, they believe in Santa Claus. And then a lot of people don't believe in Santa Claus, but they see the value in Santa Claus and that's what's important. They see the value in the hope and the uh, wonder that he brings. Mm hmm. That is why Santa Claus is so valuable, is he's not just... It doesn't matter if Santa Claus is real or not. Right. Now, let's take these same lessons and apply them to
0: Lu, to the Dagda, to the Morrigan, to Thor, to... Ra, Ra, I want to hit a Slavic one. Give me a Slavic god. Uh, Svarag. Svarag. These These same things we naturally want to apply to our deities... But when they're approached cold and academic and super spiritual, we don't get that emotional connection. It's just not there. So many people have that I've talked to, they try to convince me, oh, but I work with, insert God name, what?
1: Well, this is another thing I don't and understand. And then
0: they can't even accurately explain it. To the point where I have no idea what they mean. And I've talked to hundreds of people that will tell me that they work with this deity. And basically what they explain to me is they view the the deity as a merchant. And they're trying to buy favors from them.
1: Yes, I will give you three glasses of milk if you clean my closet. I will sing you a song. I will dance you a dance. I will pay you three copper coins. Well, and these things are better when they're done without a realization of what they are. Like, for instance, um, there's a band. They're kind of liber- liberal, but uh, they're called Fawn, and they did a song called Rosenrot, which is about, effectively, the goddess of summer. Mm-hmm. They aren't doing it of any ide- with any intention of the goddess of summer basically coming back and harming them or anything, or giving them gifts or anything. They sung it because they just cared, and they put it out there, and people enjoy it
0: here's the thing is we are still presenting the lore we are still presenting the history we are still presenting everything that we've been presenting but we're trying to present it in a way where there's an emotional freaking connection so that we can truly understand it not just there's a difference between
1: knowing a thing and understanding a thing we need to understand precisely and here's another thing if you actually look at how people react to things, one of the dead giveaways of how our storytelling works and why the actual act is the most important is we are also the only people that can actually start holding fictional characters as high as our deities. More or less because people there are effective right, if they don't have the deities or they don't understand the importance of them,
0: so like normal people, they replace the deities with Batman with the Punisher with Flash with Green Arrow. With Luke Skywalker. They replace our deities with these figures. And even some pagans do it. Because they don't understand our gods. And why don't they understand our gods? It's because they don't understand who we are at our core. And honestly, I think this applies to all of the various races of, of man. The... A Hyperborean will never understand the Mesoamerican gods.
1: No, and we will inevitably try to present their stories in the way we do it right. because there's a. It'll sound wrong to us if we try to tell them verbatim.
0: Right. But the Mesoamerican can understand their gods because their gods are actually connected to them.
1: Well, like you've actually talked to the yes. Mesoamerican god, Mer- Not Mesoamerican gods. You haven't sat no, down with no, Quetzalcoatl. No, no, I'm not that cool. No, you have talked to the Mesoamericans. Me- yeah, though,
0: the Mesoamericans
1: and themselves. The, and actually discussed their actual ethnic faith and compared it to ours. Right. You've well, gotten and them. What, here's why what I found funny. is we started talking about
0: how monstrous each other's pantheons are. Because I don't, well, most Hyperboreans that actually pursue it, we don't find our gods monstrous or even really scary, potentially, but kind of like dad. Dad could have whooped your ass, but most of the time he chose not to. But that's part of what they was finding absolutely horrifying about our gods. Then they would tell-, tell me about theirs. And I'm like, man, that is some of the sickest shit I ever heard. And
1: to them, it's not, because it's just a thing. It's like the sun comes up every day. There it is. Well, and one of the interesting things with our gods is we have very few highly stylized gods. Oh, oh, hold on. And they have the same problem that we have with academics and theists
0: and, and historians and stuff getting in there and telling their stories and fucking them up. Intentionally taking history out of context. Intentionally ignoring archaeological finds. Intentionally ignoring this bit of information cuz it doesn't hold to the um, to the narrative that they want to paint of the mesoamericans. Well, and part of it is or because... or or taking a thing that actually happened and flipping it upside down on its head, making it into a thing that it's not.
1: Well, and just like our ethnic faith has been influenced by these non-hyperborean religions, it's the same the other way around. Yeah. Like the they made they put out a TV show on Netflix last year It was a cartoon set in Mesoamerican times. Very clearly having mostly chimeras, mestizo style. Like, they would have big beards when the Mesoamericans can't grow facial hair. Or at least not on that scale. Not even close. I mean, I think the best they can get is, like, a few whiskers. Mm-hmm. Like, practically, yeah. Yep. From, what, from what these people themselves, which they were... They're small.
0: Yeah, they're, they're tiny, twisted... We I'm also going to call, call them troglodytes because, from our perspective, that's what they are. Half their legs formed. are twisted, their arms are, are twisted, and it it's, it looks right on them. But the, if a hyperborean looked like that, we'd be like, "What's wrong with you? You're, something happened." And they even had the weird feet. Um, but I forgot where I was going with it because now I'm um, I got stuck on there.
1: Oh yeah, that, that well, while you're trying to remember, I will point out the pure races of man look nothing oh, like each other. The facial hair. Yeah, they
0: told me to like. We get facial hair, but you see this, and then they get really close and turn in the light like the 13-year-old boy that gets the mustache. Just a few hairs here and there, and they explain to me the ones that get actual mustaches, actual beards, even if they look very, very
1: similar to themselves, that they're mixed. Well, I, they're mixed with the Spanish. They're chimeras. Yes. And, and this is the interesting th- thing is, it is actually a thing with us, though, because like, I, I still, I'm still young enough to remember when oh, and it's, it's not everybody from South America, because apparently there are certain groups that can grow facial hair, but they're from the mountains. Yeah. Basically, their tiny mustache thickened up a little bit, mm-hmm. because it was colder on the mountains than the freaking jungles.
0: Yeah, and from, from what I've been told, theirs still isn't on par with a
1: Hyperborean's beard or mustache. It's... Is somewhere in the middle, uh, sort of like uh, mestizo's beard. Yes. Yeah, because teenage Hyperborean boys, if you're not, if you didn't already know this, we are very proud of the four hairs on our chin. Yes, and uh, with good reason. Yeah, it's it means we're getting closer to being and an actual a man physically. If you're in your mid twenties
0: or down, or even in your late twenties, and you can't really grow a Facial, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. It will come. A lot of us, if tw- a 27 year old with a full beard is an exception to the rule, yep. not the rule. Most most of us
1: don't really get what we consider to be a full beard until we're in our 30s. Well, there, there's a saying from the old men where you're from it's not a real beard till you're 30. It doesn't matter if you can tuck it into your belt. Yes. And it's true because that's basically when you get the framework. And then it just thickens up and spreads from there. But you, it like you, you didn't even have peach fuzz until you were 30. And then it was like your face exploded. Yeah, um, I got my
0: beard. My beard came in at about 36. And it, it pretty much came in overnight.
1: Werewolf style. Almost, yeah. Yeah, I kind of picture it coming out like that. Well, it, this actually brings me to another thing. Our people are so interesting because we are simultaneously our spirits and us. Mm-hmm. And you can, you chalk that up to interbreeding if you want. But like, for instance, the woodwoes, these actually exist. Yes. Uh, sometimes they're just Fred down the street. Yes. Or um.
0: But in lore, even they describe meeting woodwoes, and a woman marries them, or a family adopts them, whatever. And they're all hairy. And then they bring them into the village and put them in clothes, and then the hair just goes away. Yeah, they start. And sh- they become a normal man or the fairy the the fairy will be- Well, the, the 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 fairy lose their halo because the fairy have
1: halos of, of light and they be- the longer they're in the mortal realm the more human they become right. well and until the- until they're until you
0: cannot uh, until you can no longer discern them so they they're still fairy they just don't look that way anymore because they lost their halo of light um and honestly i think that's like me in the summertime when I don't wear a shirt, I glow when I'm in the sun because my vellus hair gets long and it catches the
1: sunlight and it looks like I'm glowing when I'm in the sun. This is why I say this is a joke sometimes. All hyperboreans are blonde when the hair is short. Yes. It's the vellus hair. All of us, because it's clear or blonde depending on what you want to call it, but then lots of us will get darker pelt colors. Mm-hmm. Our men? It's it actually is reflected in their spirits. The male spirits tend to be very bestial looking, and the female spirits are all over them. Mm-hmm. Uh, think of like the pretty nymph, and then the hairy, bestial kind of almost—you know what I mean? With the, well, basically, the what you're
0: talking about is don't listen to a,
1: what a woman says; watch what she does. Oh yeah, the fact that um, the fact that uh, women. There are multiple things where women basically have drawn or written or of basically screwing Sasquatch. I'm not saying that that's a normal thing. I'm merely stating that if a woman has a choice between a twink and a guy that actually looks like a man, who is she going to pick?
0: Well, and don't listen to her because she's going to be contrary. As my grandmother said, women are contrary by nature. So if you offer this choice to her, she's going to be like, well, the little twink is quite attractive and I'd like to have three of them to put in my pocket. <laughs> and she's going to say that just to prove you wrong because as my grandmother said, women are contrary by nature. I spent so many years of my life trying to prove my grandmother wrong. She gave me the best lessons, the, the honest lessons. And one of them was she was subject to them too. She would always reinforce That she is female, so she is subject to these exact same things that she's telling me to watch out for or to embrace in women. And, yes, women are contrary by nature. Well, tell me, honey, do you, you... You know that you like the big, hairy guy. Oh, no, I like to twink. I like it when you shave your chest,
1: baby. No, she doesn't. This also ties into... Our people have been told who we are.
0: I like my man with long, luxurious hair like a
1: woman... And While like, she's drooling over a guy that shaves his head. Yes. It's, um, our people have been lied to for so long about who we are that we've started to believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, one d- dead giveaway. Well, everyone in the past was super racist. And then they just keep backdating. Like, eventually they're going to be like the 90s was a time of great racism. and Well, they're already back to this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, basically the thing is, our people have never been hyper-racist. That uh, super racist, get out of here, black person whipping them, insulting them with the N-word. That was just what we called them because that's what the region they were from. I'm not going to say it on air because reasons. Because it's suicide. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But it was literally just their name. And then Negro was also in Spanish yeah it's just black and Spanish it's yeah, also, it's also their name and then it became black then it became african- American and now I don't know what it is Yeah, it's it's that's it's it's why flavor I use, of the wheat that's why I use a Mara black or yeah. uh black or the burnt ones yeah it's the burnt ones it sounds epic it does that's one thing and then people in our circles because they want to be race pride or whatever they start they behaving. have to actively they have to and you can tell that they're actively they get working, wore down. They, they actively work themselves up into a frenzy to get angry at the other races. We don't do that normally. The other races don't even do that normally. No. In general, this is the reality
0: of it. When you're sitting down to for dinner, do you actually think of the other races? Or do you think about your dinner? Do you think about the people that you're eating with? Maybe. If, if you're thinking about any other races, it's because somebody else brought it up. Yes. In it, general, we don't care. Well, we don't, none of us care about each other. It's not like the Mesoamericans, for instance, sit around all day, every day, just talking about white people. The reality
1: of it is is they don't. It, it, it's a political discussion at that point. Well, and then the other thing that has happened, and it's mostly due to academia, is all of the ethnic faiths have been generalized. Mm-hmm. They're all radically different. You can't take the even the ones that are similar to Europe, which is similar. It's like instead of 2% similarity, it's a 4% similarity. Well, like North American Indian versus Hyperborean
0: ethnic faith. Are they similar? Well, yeah, kind of. But there's
1: far more differences than there are similarities. Similar with Shinto. And both of these have been influenced by European in In North America, it's partly because there were white people here, especially in the Northeast. Well, and Universalists always get fucking involved. And when
0: you look at the studies of these things, the people that did the studies, they're even honest. They're like, I am a monotheist. God is the only one true. So how are these people actually worshiping the one true God? That is their perspective. And when you're doing that, you're going to see it everywhere.
1: Yes. Well, or in Japan, there are some similarities to Shinto. Very, very small ones they had the ainu mm-hmm. and here's the thing i still would not tell people to go be shinto well it, japanese yeah japanese it's 4% it, it's a 4% similarity or less rather than a 2% similarity mm-hmm. or less and a lot of that's just going to be because we live on the same planet you know you're not going to have you're not going to talk about you know Diamonds falling from the sky and raining as if it's a normal occurrence because we're not on freaking Venus. And Mm -hmm. again, I don't know how they know that. But the the long and the short of it is, is each ethnic faith is unique. And when you try to incorporate elements from uh, Native American, Indian, African, Asian, Mongolian, Aboriginal, Australian, Mesoamerican, South American, uh, Polynesian. You will get it wrong. And it will also, it works the other way around. If you try to reconstruct any of their stuff trying to use, I don't know, the Greek framework, it won't work. Exactly. I mean, you have to look at
0: the people first. Which is basically what I've been trying to get through to people is examine who we are first and then look at at the stories, at the gods. And don't start from this perspective. You, You know, that... All of the religions are actually one religion. No. No. that that's, that's the wrong framework to start from.
1: Start from the people, then build up. Yes. Well, it's... And here's the thing. People are thinking too hard with the gods because there are actual pagan cults in the United States that are native to here. Hmm. Paul Bunyan is one of them. Yes. Because, like, you actually knew a lumberjack who said if a lumberjack died while lumbering, he went to Paul Bunyan's No, it camp. wasn't
0: a lumberjack. It
1: is... Bunches
0: of them. And their families.
1: Yes, there was a whole cult of Paul Bunyan. And not a cult like in uh, Marilyn Manson style. No, no, no. It basically means the followers of this god or set of gods. Because sometimes it's a singular. Well, that's like I've been doing those little posts on Telegram, breaking down what words
0: actually mean. Like fury. Fury is not anger. Yes, and madness is not anger. Right, and madness is not anger. Madness is... Insanity,
1: fury is, it's a intense focus. Well, and neither of these can be directly translated to another word because saying madness is insanity is itself also conflationary, right. but it's closer than anger. Right. Well, and this is the other thing is people are so desperate to try and have this one truth that they're trying to recreate it because yeah. that's what this whole pie thing is, is all the pagan well, religions are so much are wrong. so that
0: when, just out of curiosity, we was having some completely other aside conversation. I think it was. Uh, yeah. Anyways, ended up looking up some Japanese stuff, and guess what we found in the Japanese stuff? We found pie, pie in the Japanese stuff. Since then, I've went and I looked at some Mesoamerican stuff, and guess what I found there? I found pie in the Mesoamerican stuff. Almost like, uh, well, like they keep serving pie to everybody, and not the good kind, not right. not apple. Well, and here's my question. We know that the powers that be have lied. Like, we just, well, uh, uh, actually, Capitaine put one up on his channel with the Neanderthal, and it was a, compu- the, a computer did it, so...
1: Not a person. Uh, not a person, so it was as little interference as possible. Looks like a white dude. You could give it a, a, a stubbly beard, and it would look just like our friend Arca. Oh, yeah. So, we know that the powers that be have lied. They've
0: lied and twisted about history. They've lied and twisted... Science, biology, all this stuff. If you look into it, you can find the lies everywhere. Why are we taking this other thing at face value? Because everyone agrees, because the experts say, because academia can quote unquote prove it. No, start questioning everything. And the more that they push something, the more you should question it. Like I've been been talking about the power of apathy, but what is it that you see everywhere? Apathy bad. Apathy bad. Apathy bad. It doesn't matter who is saying it. Apathy is a tragedy. Yeah, apathy is a tragedy. There's a few different sayings that go for it, and it's everywhere. Everybody's saying it. Maybe that should be the red flag that says, hmm, maybe I need to actually look into and see what apathy actually is. Not taking the very first thing that comes up, because just Google up COVID-19. Pretty much. And we know bunches of that's bull crap. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the topic is. Take a topic that you know is bullcrap the way that most people understand it. You do a quick Google search. The, the general bullshit is going to be supported off from your quick Google search. So actually look into it. Apathy is extremely powerful when it's targeted. Yes. Here's the thing. They want you to not care oh, uh, about... How is it that you word it? Empathy within, apathy without? Yes. It, which is the way that's supposed to be. Within our own group, we should have empathy for the out group,
1: some apathy. Yes. It's it's not apathy as a state of being for everything. And here's the thing, is they want you to not care about your own stuff while putting a lot, like, care about the starving African children, but don't care about the starving white children sleeping on their dirty laundry in Colorado. They're pushing the exact
0: opposite, apathy within and empathy without. It's the exact opposite thing of what we're talking about. And then you got some well-meaning people that's like, No, be angry, 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 because it's an emotion and you can feel it. It's good, angry. And anger isn't bad, but to dwell in it is just, man, you're going to burn yourself up. It is gasoline. Anger is gasoline. And you can do something good with it, but man, it burns so hot so fast, you will
1: burn yourself up if you aren't careful with it. I think we got to finish up here. Pretty quick, yes. So I'm just going to go ahead and say... Care about our stuff. And one of the things you can care about is Groundhog Day is this week. Mm-hmm. It is an American unique holiday. Well, Canada has it now. And it is descended of very old European customs, but it is uniquely ours. And the groundhog is, is, is a spirit or a minor deity. And if you look into the folklore, it's kind of neat. Some people do it tongue in cheek. Some people are straight up baby groundhogs and very much venerate their groundhog gods. You never know what you're gonna find when you look around. Look around and you will see the Groundhog Day. It's as pagan as you can get. And it's just something I wanted to bring attention to. So with that, the Lord Keeper's out. My whole point, I
0: guess, pretty much is um, understand who the deities are. How do you understand that? By understanding who we are as a people. Ask questions, who, what, where, when, why, how question the answers, question everything, beat it with a stick. Through this means, we can develop an emotional connection and become stronger. And the bullshit has a harder time sticking once you understand who we are, who are the gods, and there's an emotional connection. It becomes much harder for the bullshit to leak in. So, uh, yeah, until next time, man, don't keep your head down, don't keep your mouth shut, and do keep your powder dry because the shit's getting real.